Dear Diary, the world is going through a pandemic and my life is kind of crazy. I suddenly work from home every single day. I wear a mask when I go outside. I can't dine inside restaurants anymore. And I can't even physically visit my friends and family. Welcome to the first episode of Dam, a podcast spilling secrets from the average Asian Canadian millennial. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you're well and safe during this rather unique time in our lives. My name is Lei. My name is Lou. And I'm Linda. What better way to start a podcast than to talk about the very unique current situation that we're in, a global pandemic. It's crazy to even fathom that this is happening right now in our lifetime. It's crazy. I know, like we are witnessing something so powerful and it's making huge shifts in all different faucets of our life, upended our way of living and changed us. So there is a provincial lockdown right now in Ontario where the three of us live that began on Boxing Day. So this particular entry or episode will be interesting because we will be reflecting on our pandemic experiences to date, sharing our highs and lows throughout this time while we do our best to keep it together, ladies whatever that it might be. And because the new year is literally tomorrow, we will talk about how we envision 2021 will turn out to be. Um, Will it be the same? Different? Oh gosh, I hope it won't be the exact same. I hope it'll be different for sure. Um, So stories about the virus were becoming omnipresent in February. How did you ladies first hear about the virus? Like what were you doing when you first heard about it? Do you remember the exact moment at all? It was kind of slowly surfacing on the news in February of this year, and it wasn't really, I don't think people were really understanding the scope and the seriousness of the situation yet. And then eventually when it started to get a little more serious, I think mid-March or so, um, then we had our lockdown. But it's just, uh, I remember during that time when it started to get a little bit more serious, a week before our lockdown, I went to Montreal with um, my cousins for the weekend. And I'm not going to lie, I was a little bit nervous. Because uh, our parents were also just like, you know, you got to be careful and, you know, there's this virus going on. And like, even at that time, like me being naive and thinking that it wasn't a big deal, because at the time it was also affecting the older population. Um, I was like, it's okay. We'll just be careful. I brought masks anyways in case we needed them. Um, and even on the plane ride, only one person was wearing the mask. So we were pretty lucky to be able to get back before they shut down the borders and uh, commence that lockdown. What about you, Linda? I actually heard about it through my sister, Relay, who at the time was in Vietnam with her parents. So she called me one day in January. And told our me, parents. Oh, yes, our, our parents. <laughs> <laughs> we were sisters. Um, she called me one day and told me that there was some kind of deadly virus on the loose. And that was kind of scary. It was, I, I, at first I was like, you know, this is, it's crazy because I kind of heard about it in Toronto, but I I didn't know it was going to be like a big global thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was spending my last week in Vietnam when I first heard about it and it was not through the news because during my entire month long trek through Vietnam, like I didn't watch any television. I actually heard it from one of my relatives who said that there's an unusual virus that's killing people off in China. And this was when earnest news on the virus was still in its infancy. So like nobody gave a care about it. I remember my dad coughing like profusely at the start of that week. Like I was freaking out and hearing the news from that relative, like it alarmed me 
so much and I immediately thought of the worst case scenario. <laughs> Thankfully, my dad had a, he just had a vicious cold that he later recovered from. Um, so like literally just in time before we had to board the connecting flight from Vietnam to Hong Kong. That's when I started to pay more attention to the news. And on February 3rd, as we were preparing for our flight boarding back to Canada, I began to worry for the first time about, about whether we will be able to fly back to Canada at all with no troubles. But we did make it back with all the flights being on time. So I'm really grateful for that. We didn't even have to quarantine upon our return. So during the entire month of February, I went out to meet with friends and extended family, which was great. And I'm glad that I took advantage of that time because when the lockdown did come into effect in March, um, I wasn't able to do any of that. Um, so how did the lockdown affect you ladies? What were some of the immediate changes you had to make? When we started our lockdown in March, I don't know if you guys remember this, but like the prime minister would be on TV every, yeah. basically almost every day. Um, every day. Mm-hmm. Doing their, their, the briefings. And um, so I would actually like, you know, time my work schedule around it just to like watch it and make sure like see what's going on. Cause this is something that we've never really experienced before, at least in our lifetime, at least um, uh, up to the scale as well um, as a country, that was definitely a new change. Um, and, and for work, we were told to buckle down and begin working from home uh, pretty much for the foreseeable future. Although it wasn't really a huge adjustment for me because I had the ability to work from home occasionally. The only, I guess, other real change was working at home with my brother uh, as well. We, we found a way to cohabit like we did when we were younger. But uh, yeah, working from home, I think I also, I'm not sure about you guys, but uh, I put in more hours working from home than let's say working from the office. Not like excessively more, but just a little bit more. And uh, yeah, I enjoy the flexibility that comes with working from home. But um. I was already working from home. So like no particular changes made there, um, except for the fact that I, I could no longer make appointments to see clients at my virtual office. So all meetings had to be done over the phone, WhatsApp or Zoom. Um, but to be honest, like really honest, I kind of loved it. Like the fact that I didn't have to dress up fully for a meeting was kind of a relief. Like I didn't have to worry about perfect makeup either. I could have blotches of concealer or uneven eyeliner and my client wouldn't even notice. Um, and then after the meeting, I would just go straight to the bathroom and immediately wash off the makeup and put my hair back into a bun and continue enjoying being the sweats that I'm already in. <laughs> That's pretty yeah. awesome. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, so as you know, I'm a freelancer. So I go to a lot of media events for work. And since the lockdown hit, the events were put on pause. My blogger gigs were going downhill. My businesses didn't have budgets for socials. Some budgets were so low, um, like this one company, a rather big one here in North America, they reached out to me and they offered me just $1 what? for my services. $1? Yeah. Can you guys believe it? It's crazy. Um, so basically every time I tagged them in a post or a story, they paid me a dollar. <laughs> That's just obviously I declined and that was it. That's criminal. Mm-hmm. They should not be allowed to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you declined. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Know your worth, Linda. Know your worth. So while we're on this topic, ladies, what pandemic crazes do y'all remember? So I remember I was in Costco one day and I believe it was in the early stages of March and there were these two middle-aged ladies 
literally playing tug of war with each other for the last package of toilet paper. Oh, the toilet paper <laughs> craze. We remember that. Yeah. Um, and this went on for a good 15 seconds. And 15 seconds is a pretty long time. Yep. Right? Um, and I just find it really funny because you would never expect anyone to be fighting over toilet paper, especially during this time in, like, in Canada where we have so much trees and paper. It's certainly not the way my Asian parents raised me, but I did not think twice about stocking up. Um, Like my thought process was that I don't need it right now. So why do I need to go out there into this new World War Z zone at Costco to fight off an, an old lady for a bag of potatoes or toilet paper? Like she needs it more than I do. You know what I mean? And there are way more people out there who need it way more than I do. do what, what do you remember, Lou? Do you remember any like crazy stuff that you had to, had to witness or go through? Nothing as interesting or crazy as the toilet paper incident that Linda witnessed in real life, because you only hear about that in the news. But uh, there was a hair cutting kit shortage also at the beginning of the pandemic with like the hair shaving kits, since a lot of the barbershops and the hair salons were closed. And so people Attempted I to like. That. That's actually really funny. <laughs> yeah, they attempted. Well, those who were brave and coordinated enough um, attempted to DIY their own haircuts. Also, lineups to go into the grocery store like that was unheard of uh, prior to COVID. It was you know like no one lines up to go into a grocery store, but I know, that was right. Yeah, it's the so reality. Frustrating sometimes. We're like, I had to like like line up like a kilometer away from the grocery store. Yeah, the lineups will wrap around the parking lot like twice mm-hmm. over sometimes. It could be up to 20 minutes depending on where you were um, uh, and the time of the day. But now it's, you know, I've accepted it and even prepared for it. And like, you know, have my podcast downloaded to make sure that I'm ready for that lineup. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good strategy. And then when you go inside in, in the grocery store, they have like, I think this is probably the first time that I've seen just bare shelves on the grocery store. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no toilet paper, um, as well as, like, baking ingredients, you know, sugar, yeah. flour. Yeah, all of a sudden, people were just flour. Baking. Flour was all gone because people were making their own bread at home. <laughs> Parents, <right>. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that with the bare shelves, I feel like it was a very good Uh, if it was a marketing tactic. Oh yeah. um, Where people, you know, they see that there's barely anything on the shelves and they start to panic and they gather everything else that's in sight in the stores. And um, this was good for, I mean, for the stores because they could get rid of all the things that they couldn't get rid of beforehand, like before the pandemic and now it's all gone. (laughs) Well, with all these changes in 2020, what's a change that you ladies will miss from 2020? For me, it'll be definitely um, just working from home. I think uh, hopefully that will not change and that like the flexibility provides working from home is great. Like Cindy mentioned, Cindy Lay mentioned, the morning routine is just much more efficient and like it's actually made me more comfortable um, in my bare skin, not having to put anything on, just your you know moisturizer to keep your skin soft and protected, of course but not really no more makeup or having to spend time to think about what you're going to wear. It's really great. I really hope that's not going to go away. 
And um, I don't know if you guys agree, but I secretly hopefully wish that masks aren't going in. Oh, hands down. It's the masks for me. Like, I love wearing masks in public places. Like, I think it's a long time coming that Canada is now experiencing this you know, uniform, like in Asia, people are so used to wearing masks already and they wear it for reasons like, you know, protection from pollution. And I think it's just great because there's this, this mysteriousness to everyone. <laughs> like I almost feel like a ninja every time I go into a supermarket. I think they, they also wear like, like in, in Asia, they also wear masks for protection from the sun as well. Like they would wear like gloves that cover their entire arms or like socks, even like in really hot, hot weathers. It was just to protect their skin um, mm-hmm. from the sun. But what about you, Linda? Like is what's something that you, you're going to miss? If I can re- be really honest here. <laughs> I, you can. Okay. Um, so I actually like using the excuse of the pandemic to not go out to like gatherings with my colleagues and um, certain friends. Um, you know, it's, it's a nice way to just say, you know, I, I can't go because I can't hang out because this is going on. The pandemic is happening and I have to um, take into consideration and be respectful of other people's safety and mine too. I'm glad we can agree on, on some of the things that we miss. How about our dating life during the pandemic? Will will we miss that, ladies? Throughout the pandemic, it definitely was an adjustment time for uh, my boyfriend and I. We definitely uh, could not see each other as often as we would have liked. And in fact, I think during that lockdown, we didn't see each other for like maybe up to four months. (gasps) Oh my gosh. Yeah. But, you know, you had like modern, you know, thank goodness for modern day technology with video uh, calls and, um, and texting and whatnot. We were able to still keep in touch, so it was it wasn't uh, it wasn't the end of the world. So we were yeah, okay. Thank goodness for that. Yeah. What about uh, you, Linda? Yeah. Um, for me and, and my boyfriend, we we agreed to like not meet each other, but then after about a month, we caved in and hung out anyway. Um, we were really safe though. We hung out mostly at his place or my place, but it did kind of put a strain on our relationship because we couldn't go out to do any fun activities that we used to do like go-karting and like going to the movies or like dining in restaurants. Um, but I'm pretty sure it was, it was a lot harder for me than for him because he's more of like a homebody, whereas I really like to go out, do activities. Mm. So as soon as we heard the lockdown news, Anthony and I, we just decided that we were not going to see each other because we both lived at home with old parents and we didn't want to take the risk. Um, but the relationship quickly quickly felt like a long distance thing, which was fun at the beginning when we would do creative things like dropping off small gifts, baked goods, saying hi from the porch, sending owls with letters to each other. <laughs> um, but as soon as the summer hit, we were like, F it, we need to see each other. Our owls are getting tired. Um, so we decided to hang out again like once a week, but being super careful as well. So like if there's a week that one of us felt sick, we would just not see each other for the next 14 days. Um, and yeah, this, this was the pattern that we carried on until now. You know, ladies, I feel like for us, dating wasn't that like arduous, but I, I know that for a couple friends of mine who tried online dating over the pandemic and found it extremely frustrating because dates were always through Zoom and it's not just the same, I guess, as face-to-face meeting. So a lot of them have expressed a desire to meet 
dates in real life and and not have to continue through zoom all the time but but like that's still scary right because you is. don't know what their history is, where they've been, um, if they're telling you the truth about where they've been, right? Yeah. So it's good that they kept it just at Zoom mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and not met up and not meeting up in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still hard though, like months on end. Yeah, know? it really is. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, at the time, like it's really just the safest option. It's just not worth mm-hmm. the risk. Not Although you also all. hear like good stories coming out of that too, because I'm sure there are couples that act, oh, couples that were not couples, but ended up couples after those Zoom dates. Oh, I would you know, love to hear about those stories. Yeah. If there's anyone out there, please give us a shout. <laughs> yes. Let we us would know love how your, your story, story turned out. Um, so I think that we are embracing this new normal, you know, wearing masks everywhere, social distancing, limiting non-essential travel and remote work. It is all for the greater good. So there's that. Um, I like to think that this pandemic have also taught us a great deal about ourselves too, about the world and about things beyond. So what is something that you learned about yourself or that you are grateful for because of the pandemic? I learned to check my privilege many times a day. So like oftentimes it's not a forced habit, Like it just happens as a result of doing simple tasks that many other people don't have the means to do. So for example, going to fetch groceries with a car. Like as soon as I reach for my keys, I'm thinking, wow, how did I get so lucky to just grab keys to a car that I will use to drive my lazy ass to the supermarket that's a 10 minute drive away to get essentials that not many people even have access to or when I'm just enjoying a hot cup of tea during a work break, or reading a book after 9 p.m. Like there's a freaking pandemic going on and this is what I'm doing? Like it's just astounding to think in retrospect of all the little things I'm able to do when others just can't. Um, Yeah, what about you, Lou? Well, I've got to say I'm very grateful for my immediate family around me, you know? Pre-COVID, we're all kind of doing our own things and so now that we're forced to stop and pause, pretty much, uh, I get to spend more time with them. And uh, I think I, I'm more grateful for their presence than I was before. I'm also grateful for being able to use this time um, to, to focus uh, on other passion projects like this podcast that, you know, was born out of this pandemic with you ladies. Yes. So thank you for yeah. taking along on this journey. This is I'm very exciting. Super exciting. I'm so glad we're doing this together, guys. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Linda? I, I realized that I'm actually so grateful for the little things in life. You know, prior to the pandemic, I never really gave a hoot about what was in the sky. And by that, I mean, I never fully appreciated the sun setting and, and you know, revealing the beautiful stars in the sky. And it's just so amazing when you stop and, I guess, smell the roses yeah and and in in this case stop and stare at the sky that's full of wonder um stars and and ladies i highly recommend stargazing for like anybody it feels amazing and like you're you're just feeling you're in your own zone and like nothing is bothering you and it just feels like nothing that's stressing you out is even existing and like it's crazy because it took me literally 27 years to finally notice this (laughs) Okay, it's good that you're noticing it now. Yeah, yeah, 27 years. Yeah, that's how old I am. <laughs> Just revealed my age. <laughs> 
maybe we should just go stargazing after this, ladies. Yes. Yeah, I'm down. yes. Let's do it. Living in the city, there's so many city lights that's like shielding, you know, you from seeing the actual stars, but going up north. Okay, come the new year, that's what we're doing. We gotta do this. Oh, speaking okay. of new year, 2021 is in T minus one day. Are we ready to say goodbye to 2020? So ready. Adios. Hell yeah. Bye, Bye 2020. <laughs> Any new year resolutions? Uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, I usually don't typically do New Year's resolutions kind of thing because if you want to do a goal, you don't have to wait till New Year's to make that, you know, succeed in that goal. But I definitely want, so there's two, I guess, I have in mind. One being, um, it's very simple, read one book a month, you know. Reading is like free for the soul, right? You know, and I need to feed my soul. So that's just, you know, what I'm going to do. And I think the other being just to find my spark. like in soul yes in soul that was such a cute movie i cried twice yeah honestly not like full on not on fully ugly cry but you you shed that tear like you don't really notice it but my god i have to wipe my tears away (laughs) well we hope you find your sparks lou yes yes whatever you just inspired me too to find to find my spark let's (laughs) find our sparks podcast journey we'll be able to find our sparks my new year's resolution is um i want to meet a new fitness goal so at the start of 2020 i ate so much during my trip to vietnam that i was left with like one ab roll (laughs) (laughs) Um, i slowly regained two abs at the end of 2020 so now i'm working on that third ab that's a good one (laughs) What are you doing to get that third ab, Lay? I'm just going to do a bunch of crunches. Crunching in my mouth. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, well, let's see how our New Year's... Oh, did, do you have a New Year's resolution? I do, I do. You forget about me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, just like, uh, just like Lou, I really want to find that spark. Um, I've been in the creative field for many years now. And of course I love, you know, love working, doing photography work, um, you know, doing creative content creating, but I also want to find that other spark and I feel like it's there somewhere. Um, and another thing also, another resolution is to just be more patient. I feel like this year I haven't been as patient. Um, so that's one. And also a major one I feel like a lot of people can relate uh, is procrastination. I don't want to procrastinate as much. I feel like when I lift up my phone and I'm just scrolling through social media, especially TikTok, oh. I end up being on there for at least two hours and it's addictive. You don't think that going through random videos is going to be <laughs> is going to be taking up that much of your time, but it does. And it's people are making such great content on TikTok. It's amazing. It's not like Instagram where you're seeing all these picture perfect pictures. You see actual videos of people doing real life things and showing their personality. And I really, really enjoy that. Well, let's see how our New Year's resolution will pan out. Yes, and on that note, that's it for this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. It's time to lock up the diary. Until the next entry, Exo Damn Podcast. <laughs>